What is up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to the new show produced by UGC HCS Weekly. I'm your host, some random guy that they picked up off the street. They're like, want to host this show? I'm like, sure, let's go for it. But <laughs> it's going to be a very, very stacked show today. We got Spartan, we got Ryanoob, we have Clutch, and we have Tashi swinging through. We're going to have interviews weekly. We're covering up-and-coming events, and obviously, London is around the corner. So we have to get basically the Tupac and Biggie of Halo right now. Spartan and Ryan on the mic. Guys, how you doing? Hey, doing pretty good. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Thank you so much for joining. I think Spartan is muted, but we'll get him through <laughs> in a second because he's still looking good. Everyone's looking fresh. Ryan, you just moved. Is that better? There you are. There you <laughs> yeah. are. Ryan, okay. you just moved. So how was the move for you? You settling in? Thanks for hopping on after, you know, just recently getting to your new place. Yeah, it's set up pretty nice. Uh, I had a small apartment before. Now I have a pretty decent-sized house for the puppy and a uh, nice desk now, so I'm able to actually move around a little bit. There you go. Are we going to see some content coming out anytime soon? Miss the old Probably Ryan not. Videos. <laughs> I miss the old Ryan videos. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of time put into those videos, and they... I mean, they're they're good for branding. They're good for pe getting people to like me. But right. uh, I didn't make anything from the videos. I think I made like seventy nine dollars from YouTube. Not that bad. <laughs> so hey, I mean, no, I haven't gotten you anything. Have. Oh, you yeah, haven't gotten you have like, anything? You, no, you you have to make the hundred dollars to get them to send you the money. <laughs> uh, so like classic, classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Typical, typical. So, so yeah, I, and now I don't have enough uh, viewership to to have ads put onto it with their new oh, changes. No. So. Oh well, but no, I, it's it was too much of a time uh, time sink, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, I editing know. your own videos and stuff like that is extremely you know time consuming. So shout out to you for doing that in the first place and getting a lot of people to get any instructional videos. But um, yeah. London is coming up, dudes. Are you guys stoked or what? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I don't know whether uh, to go first, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So, um, good. Definitely, definitely excited. Uh, first time overseas for a tournament for me. I don't know about Ryan, but yeah, for me, definitely the first time out of the country. I mean, unless you consider going to Canada. I, I went to that one like EGL tournament. That was cool, but yeah, so I'm definitely excited. Yeah, no, like HCS holding this tournament makes it a lot more prestigious to be a Halo pro. Before it's like, oh, I traveled across the country. Now it's, hey, I traveled across, you know, the continent. I traveled across to London. Um, I've, I've been out of the country once. I've been to Costa Rica uh, just on a vacation with my fiance. But uh, no, London, going there for a tournament. And then I, I think I'm staying there for a little bit with my family after that. So it's going to be extremely nice. So when are you guys getting in there? Are you guys going to fly in like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Are you doing like a press day? How's that going to be lined up for you guys? I think I'm it's... not sure how it is for Ryan. Yeah. You, you go first, Ryan. You go first. Sorry. Uh, I think we're supposed to fly in on Tuesday night and then get there oh, Wednesday wow. morning because it's, it's a seven hour flight and then yeah. there's a time difference. So it's, uh, it's going to be ridiculous. Um, but then, so yeah, you get there Wednesday, you have a relaxed day, then you go there Thursday for the press and then Friday, I think is group stages, but I, I haven't been sent anything. So <laughs> other than, right. Hey, make sure you're there on Thursday by Thursday. Yeah. So for, for our team, cause they, they only did the, the top six and a, and we're seventh seed. So right. the top six and a go to go straight to pools. Um, we are all getting there on Thursday. I think I, I like, I know I leave Wednesday night. Actually, no, I leave Wednesday afternoon. Cause I have to fly to JFK. I have like a five hour layover and then I fly overnight. Oh, and then, man. so I'll be there Thursday morning. Um, I, I want to say that 
open bracket's going to start on Friday. They'll probably just do it like they've been doing it. Like, they'll probably do, like, two pool play matches on Friday. And then the, the teams coming from open from Friday will play, like, match after match after match on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then that will probably win. I, I would assume that's how they do it for champ bracket and stuff. Are you going to stay, like, extra? Or are you going to check out the city? Or are you just going to go in there, try to handle business, and then get out? I think I'm just going there, and then I'm just leaving. I know, like, L-Town's staying. I don't know about the rest of my team, but I know I'm just kind of, like, going and then coming back. Yeah, it's hot in here, guys. Hold on one second. Let me use the questions that I was going to ask you guys, <laughs> and then just do this really quick. There yeah, my, like, a lot of my family is just like, hey, you're going... A lot of my family is just like, hey, you're going to London? I am too. <laughs> so I've got, uh, going I've with got a couple you? of people. Yeah, my parents, my sister, my aunt just like decided Dang. they're coming. So we're staying there a week after. Um, I really want to go to a soccer match while I'm out there. Like as, like my favorite club's probably uh, Liverpool. Mm. And they're playing Tottenham, another like top six team. And, uh, but that's on Sunday of the tournament. So, yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate <laughs> timing. So let's go back to, because you were just talking about, Tyler, how you had to get into the top six, obviously, to get out there, and Mm -hmm. then you guys got seventh. Um, Ryan, this question's for you. You guys had a really crazy run, obviously, in in NOLA. Coming out of the loser's bracket and doing what you guys did, I mean, you started off with a couple close 3-1 series, like numerous 50-49 games, 3-2 flag games. What was that like for you guys coming through that long loser's bracket run? Like, how did you guys wake up that day? And were you guys kind of just like, all right, this is our day. Let's put yesterday behind us. Honestly, no, we didn't come in with any kind of different mentality. I think that, I think that the group stage was kind of flawed from the beginning. When we lost to the European team, we kind of just recognized, hey, there's no really changing any of the results. Even if we win these matches, like the best we could do is maybe like a three-way tie where we're still going to lose the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really. Uh, put too much effort into the matches after that. We kind of just said, like, hey, let's go out, have some fun, you know, yell at some people, and then put all our effort into the losing bracket matches. And did you guys expect to have any type of, you know, reverse, you know, sweeps and stuff like that? Because you had, you're down (laughs) 2-0, you come back. Like, what's that like for you guys? I mean, it happens so fast. Nobody's expecting it. You know when you guys are down 2-0 what everyone watching is thinking, right? Yeah, and I think we were thinking it as well. You know, you always say like, oh, you shouldn't be thinking those thoughts. It should be one game at a time. But really in that situation, you're like, oh, wow, that, those were some rough games. I think we could have won both of those games, like against Reciprocity and against uh, Elevate. Right. I think we lost, like, our first game was just like, what just happened in that game? And then we, like, go on later in the series. We're down 2-1. It's like, I don't think we should have lost either of those games. What happened? And we end up like barely pulling it out. Going up against Rec, we barely lose our first two games. I think we were up like thirty-five to twenty-five in the Slayer, and we lost. It's like, what's happening to us? Right. You know, like. Uh, but then once the, I guess once we were on our back foot, we started clutching up a lot more. Um, it's a, it's yeah. nice when you get those those close games. That's why it's so important. People don't realize like, even closing a game when you're down. Say that you're losing like forty to twenty, right? If you just bring that back and make that next game respectable, like that's so important compared to just getting completely slaughtered in that game because then you start off the next game, if you you know have a bad initial spawn and they get map control like in a strongholds game, you're done for against a top team that's already snowballing right there. So just like making sure, like you said, keeping those games close and just like having that confidence, that's so important. That's so key. Tyler, for you guys, you know, you guys ended up coming in and you guys are obviously – 
even playing here uh, in the top four in the 2K. So playing at a pretty high level right now. What are you guys expecting going in seventh seed? How are you guys feeling like you guys are going to go in and place? And how, how much have you guys been preparing going forward? Uh, we've been preparing a lot more in this last like week and a half or so. And then like this next week up until we leave, we're going to be preparing a lot. Um, I think we'll do well as long as our, like our biggest issue as a team is like our consistency in terms of our communication um i think it a lot of it revolves around like me trying to keep the communication calm because right. our whole team is kind of like obviously me alone like i'll get hype and stuff but i think if i just focus on keeping the team calm and you know we communicate what needs to be communicated that that's where we'll thrive so honestly like we should do well but we it, it kind of like falls on us if that makes sense no yeah it does ryan for you do you guys play better when you're like more hyped up and yelling call outs or like when you guys are kind of calm or is it like kind of combination of both um <clears throat> honestly i couldn't tell you uh we're more calm online kind of i mean we just don't like playing online at all and no team really does right right and then once we get to the event it's it's so weird. Like some games, you're just like so calm and so so fluent in everything that's going on, and then some right. games you just go crazy. And uh, I don't think we really have like a better play style. It's just all about the in the moment. Like, what's gonna get your team like into the game? Is it gonna be you guys getting hype? Is it gonna be you like you as a captain? Sometimes you have to step up and say, "We can't push right now. Hold on." You know, like freak, like making yeah, sure yeah. you keep them in line like it, or is it like oh we don't care we're better than them you know yeah, yeah so yeah. It, it just uh it depends team to team you know when you're playing against reciprocity you want to play a lot faster but then versus elevate it's like wait is someone are, are we missing someone like make sure we don't like miss right uh make a mistake so so uh, it really just depends yeah and it's it's kind of series by series too what do you guys think of yeah. like the new game types overall you guys kind of feeling the game types any anyone that you think that is better than the other I am not a fan of like any of the new game types at all. Um, I really dislike Refuge Slayer, like highly. Uh, yeah. Refuge Flag is super average in my opinion. Uh, Fisher Oddball is terrible. Echelon Ball is actually kind of fun. I do like that. And Eden Oddball is like meh. But the rest of the new game types, I am just not a fan of at all. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I think they're they're all right. They're not like. The weird thing about Halo 5 is, like, no map is really good. So when they created yeah, these new maps, at least, like, there is something that was better. Like, there's there's something that was new, so it made it more interesting. And I think a lot of the community wanted that as well. So I don't think they're good. I don't think... Well, really... the Halo 5 maps are, are pretty solid, though. Like, what's your guys... They're all right. Like, I would say... I would say Plaza is a decent map. You guys like Plaza? It's, it's all right. It's all right. I mean, every map has its flaws, but... I mean, you look at, like, how, Empire and, like, how is that ever well, put I mean, into Empire. a game? Well, what's your... All right. <laughs> Ryan, what's your favorite Halo 5 map? Halo... Favorite Halo 5 map? I yeah. couldn't tell you. Probably probably Truth. 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 Yeah, but I'd say Plaza I, and Truth are my two favorite. What yeah. do you think, Tyler? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I would go with Truth. I mean, maybe Coliseum Flag. I absolutely Coliseum hate Coliseum Song. Slayer, but Coliseum Flag is really... I, I like that a lot. Um I feel like there's just too know, many they're... game types right now. That's that's yeah. what I feel 15 like. 15 is a lot. Yeah, I feel like 15 <laughs> is just... I mean, like, 
it, you know, I think that we're definitely always taking the right steps moving forward and we're always, you know, getting out feedback and I'm always down to try new things, um, especially if it's not like surrounding right before like worlds and stuff like that. There's obviously some trial periods to go and try new things. Um, but just right now, 15 game types just seems like a lot to practice because you sit down and you want to run a series and, you know, I never really saw a reason to have more than 11 game types because that's how many you would play in a double best of five series, basically. Like, you know, classic, you know, a classic series. Is, is, is that what it could go down to? Like two best of five. Mm -hmm. So it's like 10, 11 game types is really all you need. Anything more than that, it's like you got to practice from each color at that point. So now it's like you're practicing like 30 different things here, you know, 30 different beginning strats. And that's like, I don't know, for me, that's why... I think that Halo 3 is so easy to watch, and that's why people have been gravitating and really stoked about this Streamhack 2v2, and that's why I had like so many retweets and stuff like that, is you watch the game, and you can really see and understand what's going on at a certain pace, because you, know, you look at the pit, and it's kind of like Dust 2 and Counter-Strike, where it's just like, there's X amount of ways to go and fight, you know, and there's X amount of objectives. You have the overshield down in the pit, you have rockets in the green box, and you have like the sniper rifles that people can go and get. And it's so fun in the beginning of the game to feel that pressure of going to that area and fighting over that objective. And I feel like we really miss that now. It's like you're, a lot of times you're just desperating your life to go and try to burn something in the beginning of the game. And that's really not how it should be. Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree, I agree. I, I always, said that i wish one thing that we had in halo 5 was the ability to delay the initial spawn of a weapon or a power-up so that way off the start of the game you don't have players just thrust sliding and giving right. up their life and it's it's the same thing every time somebody like yeah two teams play against each other it, it happens every time on every map people are just flying and dying for these weapons and power-ups because like i mean you obviously you don't want the other team to get them and Usually one side has an advantage over the other to get the power up, which is even worse. So I wish that we had that ability to delay the initial spawn, you know, power, have overshield spawn two minutes after the game starts. And, you know, same for weapons. Uh, yeah, that's that'd, why, that'd that's definitely fun. one big thing I think Halo 3 as a whole just had on Halo 5. That's why well, it's just... so much... Just in general, um, you know, when you go back and you look at a game like Halo 1, and, and it's, just, it's great to just bring up all this discussion because MCC and the update that came out, and it's just so... Have you guys had a chance to go and play it yet? Yeah. I I yeah. played the Insider for a while. I haven't played the new update, though. Yeah, you were moving, Ryan, so you got a pretty good excuse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, went in there and played Halo 1 and Halo 2. Didn't have a chance to play Halo 3. I'm kind of taking my time going up there. But Halo 1 is a blast. And when you go back and you play these games, what you realize is that, you know, there's something to fight for, like, every 30 seconds. Like, there was a sniper rifle that would pop up. But how crazy was it that a sniper rifle in Halo 1 would pop up every 30 seconds, but it was never too dominant because you could pistol somebody or just the way that it was. Like, imagine a sniper rifle popping up in a, a later version of Halo every 30 seconds. It's just not possible. That's how... That's how different each game is, you know, now. So, you know, we're a place now where it's like, yeah, I don't know, you know, maybe if adding new maps or something like that is needed, but even, like, going and tweaking something as little as that could make it just, like, a little bit more entertaining um, or just tweaking the game types just around a little bit more. I'm always a fan of, like, you know, moving around the, moving around the strongholds, too, 
because it's still like the same map and stuff like that or yeah. just like narrowing the strongholds and putting them in a different side of the map um like on the rig or something like that could be fun yeah, already absolutely. Done before so like that's the type of stuff that i would like to see so we can kind of shift the meta in a different way and make it like a little bit more exciting for everyone to start and get practicing more because like we're, we're one of those games where we always stream our scrims you know and it's like people are not streaming their scrims and scrimming nearly as much as they used to and that's obviously because the game's out you know been out for a while but if you kind of make these little changes and make it a little bit more entertaining that's what just gives these you know teams more excitement to play because if you're a team that's a little far behind that's like you know like all right well now splice has to go and do this now and play this new game type we can kind of catch up to splice based off of that that they have to go and change you know the positionings that they normally hold maybe because the strongholds moved so yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean it's it's definitely yeah. a good idea i mean but you also are overestimating how much splice holds a position. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm you know just just that's yeah. just taking any type of team could go and move up in a strategy or like develop a new strategy because you know you're just changing the meta just a little bit. I mean, yeah, the map's gonna stay the same. You're always gonna want to control the little certain areas that are are really important. But um, but yeah, I just I just think that there's too many right now, um, and I think that we'll we'll find a. You know, good mixture of it at all. Are you guys gonna plan on playing in the uh, Halo Three Two V Two at all? I don't know if, if we, we can. can. Yeah, I mean, like uh, I don't know. We're if probably. I don't know. I think. Yeah, I don't know. If it we're makes sense to. for you guys to be able to. I w I mean, I yeah, would. Right? I would like to. I solely. I even though I haven't touched Halo Three in a while, but I would play it just. If you guys were able to, know. would you play? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Would. Absolutely. What was your guys? Yeah, was Halo Three both of your favorite Halos? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's for me. It's hard to decide between Halo Two and Halo Three. I think, I in my personal opinion, I think Halo Two is a better game than Halo Three. But I think Halo Three is my favorite, just because growing up, I was like fourteen, fifteen, and that's like when right. I first found out about like MLG and all that stuff. Right. And it was just like super Spartan. The pump. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just I remember just watching MLG tournaments and just how I don't know. Just how amazing Halo Three tournaments were to watch. Yeah. If you just like it was fun think to watch. about it, it was fun to watch. So I, I think that's like Halo Three is my favorite game, but I would probably say Halo Two is like actually a better game in terms of like its mechanics. It's, ooh, it's a tough call. I'm a Halo One fan, but we'll save that conversation <laughs> for another time. Um, yeah. I mean, I went to the Beachland though, Tim, Tom. Oh yeah, that was how, pretty fun. How was yeah. that? I got smashed. <laughs> uh, did, I mean, do you I have a respect right, for Halo One though, where you're just like, oh wow, like the control on here is insane, or are you just kind of like, oh, it's all spawns. I mean, there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of problems with Halo One, and that. Yeah, what do you think? I mean, I respect the people that are good at it, and I think right. that it takes a lot of skill to be good at it. But I don't like the overall concept of Halo One with the spawning, how fast you spawn. Oh uh, man, I love that. How close you spawn to your teammates like where it's like predicted where you're going to spawn so it influence, and i yeah, mean like, so I, I respect it i respect it but i think getting killed like it's four spawns in a row because it's like a cycle that's too predictable and you can spawn on a grenade like i, I don't know there's too many problems with that but it's still a good game and i still respect the players playing it all right let's talk let's talk a little bit about london because i want to get your guys's predictions and also kind of what you guys have been doing in between so um let's let's start with you tyler what have you guys done since the last tournament and what are you guys kind of thinking for yourselves going in what is what is your prediction for where you guys are going to place uh well like i said i think we've been 
we've been scrimming a little bit more. We've definitely been putting in a little bit more time. Um, we've been going back and watching film on to try and fix like small mistakes that are kind of repetitive. Obviously, you want to like fix those small things that keep happening. Um, as for in terms of like where we'll place, I mean, kind of just depends on. I th like I said, I think that depends on us the most. I, like we as a team will thrive better if we stay cool, calm, and collected. So. The, like our our placing will depend on how we're like how we're all playing like how we all show up and how our communication is i definitely would say we'll place inside the top eight but i think right. depending on whether we place you know seventh eighth or fifth sixth or top four like anywhere in there just depends on how we're playing as a team realistically it's always, it's always solid to know like what you guys it sounds like you guys are aware of what you need to do which is really good because mm -hmm. you can just reiterate those things like going in before and even like before each series starts like at the tournament and you just say guys like hey like remember guys our communication is super important like that's such a better problem to have than being like we don't know how to play like strongholds on the rig like you know like a lot of teams have that problem yeah. where it's like okay well we're really bad at these game types and like that's just what they accept and it's like you guys actually have tangible things that you guys can look at and work on so that's it seems like you guys you know are gonna fare pr pretty well ryan what about you uh, we haven't been practicing as as much as we probably should be. I've been putting time into moving. I got a new puppy, so uh, actually Shooter got a puppy as well. So we get him like hanging out a little bit and talking about the pups and what we're doing, what we're teaching them. Uh, right, right. Are they potty trained yet? And, uh, <laughs> so it's it's a lot of it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of uh, work, but uh, other than that, we've been playing like uh, some CS together as like a team like we'll get nice. done with halo and be like all right let's go play some cs because uh we can blow some steam we're all like around the same rank around this around the same terrible rank um uh other than that i've been going going with my family a lot more we went to a river i messed up my hand real bad oh <laughs> so no i've been taking a little bit of a break it was like right when we're moving so too, that's so why like, you haven't been boxes. scrimming i love how you like just like yeah. throw that one towards the tail end of the story <laughs> yeah, yeah no like, my so like i don't have a I hand now <laughs> I got like second degree burns on my hand because I was like oh, the no, river man. had like some rope swings on them and I like I grabbed it. I don't know if it was too hard or too soft, but I like rope burned like real bad going down it. Uh, and like I we still had like three hours on the river before we could get off. And I'm sitting there like hands in the water, like laying back in my kayak, just dying. That's uh, that sounds that like that I had I had a pretty similar story. I also have stitches in my hand right now, so I totally feel you. <laughs> but um it's good to get those little breaks in and you know, it's yeah. like London again is going to be a great time for all of you guys to go over there. And I'm so excited to talk to Tashi later on and ask if that's going to be something that they continue to do. Cause like you guys said, first time going overseas, it's just super exciting to go and, and just have that atmosphere over there to see like the EU fans is going to be something that's going to be really exciting because they're, they're stoked. This is the first time, you know, in a very long time, that NA players have come uh, come over to compete, and they're always watching the tournaments that are taking place here. So, um, if anything, make sure that you guys just say what's up to them because they're they're just like super passionate fans, and it's really cool um, to see. But yeah, I mean, um, any shoutouts that you guys want to give it all, you know, Ryan? I mean, shout out to Trifecta. Without them, we wouldn't have gotten fourth place at the last tournament. We wouldn't have even been there because of the mishaps with MLG and the you know point system. We ended up getting ninth when I think we were the eighth seed. 
really? which really? I mean, I, I don't really want to go into. I mean, I can talk to you after stream, but uh, okay. without Trifecta, they hooked us up last second. And they're like, hey, go to this tournament, like, do your best. Don't worry about anything. You know, with, nice. without them stepping in like that, I don't think we would have we would have even been at the tournament. So huge shout out well, to them. Plug their Twitter. Yeah, at Trifecta GG. There you go. All right, Tyler, what about you? Oh, he's got the shirt on. Uh, he changed shirts. This guy changed shirts in between in between shots. Uh, <laughs> I don't, rep, I I don't rep other orgs. This is, <laughs> this is the only org that I rep, right? Um, just shout out to, shout out to you for having us on. Thank you. Hey, appreciate thanks, it. Uh, shout out to, uh, HCS and having us over at London. That's going to be super fun. Definitely looking forward to it. Shout out to my teammates. I'm excited to compete with them again and shout out to Elevate for, uh, hooking us up and helping us out as well. All right. Good luck guys at the tournament. Make sure you guys take uh, tons of pictures and hope you guys, the best of luck at the event. So I appreciate you guys again hopping on. Thanks, you guys, for watching as well, guys. Next up after that is going to be Clutch. He's coming in on the show. Going to be super excited to have him on here. He's been Halo 3 National Champion in 2009 on Believe the Hype, if you guys are not familiar with him. Also casting as well. Kind of nursing a little bit of – we're not sure if it's a gaming injury or not. Wes, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Tom. And, <laughs> uh no, no, no. This is a uh, this is a injury I suffered on duty. Um, for those that don't know, I'm a deputy sheriff here in Shelby County, Tennessee, and I tore my labrum and my bicep um, one night just doing what I had to do as part of my job. So I had surgery about a month ago, and I'm rehabbing it and doing everything I need to do to get back to 100%. So now's my chance to like hit the gym and kind of catch up a little bit. Yeah, now, now now's the chance for anyone that sees me at probably Atlanta will be the next tournament I'm at. If you want to kick my butt, that's probably your best opportunity. So <laughs> Just get him, gotta, get him right in the shoulder. Just kind of give him a nice little nudge when you see him. No, don't do that. All right, man. So you've been casting now, um, coming in and giving you know a good analyst in there and holding it down. How does it feel for you to be working up there on the stage? How much more <laughs> chill is it than competing? <laughs> oh, it's it's a walk in the park. I mean, literally, when people ask me what I do, I'm like, my job is literally to predict what I think is going to happen in a series, and then <laughs> no matter what happens, I just get to talk about what I just watched. So, I mean. It's it's as easy as it gets, man. I, I love doing it. I love being at the tournament, still being a part of the scene, um, watching the competitions. I mean, it drives me crazy sometimes when I'm like, watch that crucial mistake or watch that yeah. team like make that clutch. I mean, I just remember that feeling and it, it takes me back and I do get emotional up there on the analyst desk. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's it, there's so many people that you've you've teamed with in the past too. For example, Demon D coming back to play and it's like, you watch everybody and you're friends with everybody, so you want to root for everybody, and everyone's still competing against one another. It's crazy because it's just been everybody in the scene for so long. Um, but we were talking about MCC on the last conversation. Have you had a chance to play? Are you, are you able to play? Are you able to like use your hands fully? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I couldn't play for like the first week or two since my surgery, but I mean, I kind of like probably did what I shouldn't have done and took the, the brace off, took the sling off, and, and gamed pretty hard when MCC <laughs> and the Insider program came out. I mean, I love Halo 3. I mean, right. I used to grind it every single day as a teenager, so it brought back some memories. Um, It's a blast. I can't wait to watch this 2v2 tournament. There's a lot of these kids that have been playing MCC for 
a long time. Like for the past three years, some people have been playing Halo Five. These same kids play MCC every day, and honestly, if I had to pick between them or some old pros coming back and trying to win this two v two, I'd probably pick these new kids. That's what I was gonna say. So, who are some of these new kids? Because I haven't heard of these people, and like, where, where did they come from? Were they just coming in strictly playing Halo Three on MCC? Because I don't know, I don't know if I would give them the advantage over someone besides the fact that if it's a player that has to play in the Halo 5 event and they're most likely too concerned about Halo 5 and this person was only grinding Halo 3 MCC. But hey, I mean, like, whatever game you're playing, whatever game you're, is whatever you're playing, like, no excuse going in. That's exactly what it is. And it's these kids are putting in so much time and they're taking this 2v2 tournament, like, as a... as the potential to make their names like a statement for right. themselves and for all their hard work. And I mean, it's exactly what you, what you did coming up, what I did coming up, what anyone right. does coming up, they, they grind. And I mean, it's going to pay off. I, I would be very surprised to see someone like flame sword and his two V two partner. I, I know who it is. I'm not allowed to say, but I mean, I, if they put up a fight against these kids, I'd be kind of surprised because when I picked up the sticks after not playing halo three and five years, I mean, it was hard. And these kids were flat out just better than me gun skill wise. I expect these kids to come out gun skill wise and just dominate. Yeah, well, and the thing is, is, gun skill takes a little bit to get back though. And it seems like the gun skill is really good when your movement's just a little bit off. So like how, how far are you into getting back into the swing of things? Because you need a good like two weeks at least. Oh, uh, You're playing me, every I need day. A, I, I needed more than two weeks, I really? think. Um, yeah, I, I was one of those kids that... Where where I got to was strictly because, I mean, I played 12 hours a day for way I mean, no one days. ever knew how you got there either. That's the crazy part. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. I will never get back to where I was. Well, I'll say that. I mean, it, there's just too much time, too many other things going on in my life. And I'm not yeah. trying to. I just want to get back to, like, being able to have fun and not be just frustrated with how bad I am. Right. Um, that's that's the thing. That's the thing is you have such expectations to be like, man, I could, you know, typically play and win this game easily, but I'm not playing right. really at the level. And then like once that frustration starts getting in, that's when you actually start playing even worse. So right, it's exactly. like you got to just it's like, all right, I thought I was playing this to have fun. Now I'm just getting <laughs> mad at myself for sucking. So yeah, um, it's just a downhill spiral from there. Halo 3 for me was the one of the easier games to get back into like halo two is the hardest for me to get back into because like just BXRing, double shotting, getting to that type of area where we were really good with our mechanics back then is the most difficult thing. Like for me, you know, going in and playing halo one and popping off a three shot or going like quick camo or whatever it is, the grenade tactics. Those are things that you like, you always remember the double melee, but like going in and like landing a BXR, it's like, man, I can't believe that I used to like, do this so easily and just take my hand off the controller and do it like right now i'm like uh there's a right bumper on my controller i'm like constantly pressing it and then i struggle like going and playing halo 2 and then wanting to play bumper jumper universal bumper jumper because that's what i played on halo 3 so now it's just like throwing off everything <laughs> oh yeah i mean when you start switching to games that didn't even have the same settings as you yeah that you play on now and your muscle memory so used to i'm it, it's over from there to be honest because then you're going to get used to those settings and then try and go back and play a relative game like Halo 5. And, I mean, you're you're putting your brain for a whirlwind there. So let's talk about Halo 3 some more. Um, what was your – what do you think made it such a clean game in general? Like, what, what was your favorite parts of the game and why do you think it was so successful? Because I think that we're getting to a point where 
I think that even Halo 3 viewership is going to keep up with Halo 5 viewership, if not exceed it. I mean, we're, we're seeing tons of people, like you said, playing it, going out there and loving MCC, and it's an old game. You know, it's a really, really old game, but people still love to play it. Why do you think that is? Um, I'll answer this question um, just based off listening to the conversation you had with Ryan and Spartan earlier, and it was kind of like... I'll answer this question by comparing it towards a game like Halo 5. And a lot of things that I think that Halo 5, you really miss out on that we had in Halo 3 that made it some of the most fun was the beginning of Narrows, the beginning of Pit. I mean, you were guaranteed getting your snipe, and can you make a play with it? Or is the other guy right. going to make a play with it? And and that could determine the entire game right there. But at the same time, you can you can weather that storm if, if you do lose that fight. Right. But the symmetrical maps that had power weapons guaranteed to your team, like you see in Halo 5 now that we have Sanctuary back, right. um, it, it's a step in the right direction. Right. But but the gratification of getting a four-shot kill in Halo 3 was so much more just due to the burst and the spread, and you're, you're forced to put your reticle in a certain spot for the entire time or you're not killing the guy. Or yeah. headshots with Sniper even, like the most... Like you don't see a lot of quick scopes in Halo Five. You see a lot of no scopes, like even long range. And and in Halo Three, it was all about like, can you quick scope this guy? You weren't really going for a no scope from like S3 on Guardian to top gold or something. You were going to try right. and quick scope that guy because it was so much more accurate and so much more difficult. And I think that level of like difficultness and just all the aspects of that um, really separate. And that's where I find the fun in it. The, not saying that it. Halo 5 doesn't have its individual skill traits because it really does, and a lot of it has to do with the movements in Halo 5 rather right. than rather than your right thumb. It's more of your there's left a lot thumb. Of, it's more there's of... a lot of good things that you can take in from Halo 5 and, and put it in. Like you said, the movement is there. I think that the strafing could be just improved a little bit, but for me, what you're talking about is like having that responsibility on your team to feel like you're, you know, you almost fill into that role like it's like all right well i'm the slayer now or i'm the support guy or i'm the objective guy and it's like you really felt that in those previous games um and a lot of that did come down to that initial spawn it was like well if you know that you were the slayer you know that you were going to be that guy getting that sniper rifle so often and everyone loves to see that epic battle of the top two snipers on each team go head to head and have that duel i mean it's just it's a great way to open that game and you know that's what we're talking about like sanctuary where you have the rockets down in the middle like each person just has a defined role and you feel really good going about it and then just like the spacing and the spawns and all that type of stuff really comes into play when you're when you're talking about all of that but um i i think that with halo 5 it's it, again we're just in a spot where it could have been something as minor as going and changing uh, and tweaking some of the game types to kind of just keep people um interested because it's still you know it's still a playable game, very playable. I, I, I consider it a fun game. Is it, you know, top three Halos in my opinion? No. Is it competitive as heck? Yeah, it's definitely extremely competitive. And you can see that because the top teams are constantly winning. Like, Tox was sitting there winning when they were CLG and then when they were Optic. And then Splice obviously coming through and winning. So it's like, and then there's obviously a, a, a big other aspect that we're missing to this too because a team like Reciprocity comes in and just completely dominates online and then when it comes to LAN you know they seem to just slow up just a little bit so there's tons to be said about how competitive this game is it's just needed to be continued to kept in, uh, be kept interesting 
Um, and I'm not really sure, you know, how to how to quite do that besides some of the things that I suggested. I think now that I've gotten a little bit of time to put some thought into it, um, some of the parts of Halo 3 that bring me, like, the, the nostalgia factor of it compared to Halo 5 was the ability to just, like, make individual plays with any gun. Like, in Halo 5, I mean, I'm not the greatest Halo 5 player. I'm not even in the top 300, probably. Um, but it's so hard to make multiple individual plays with just your pistol. You know, you, you need right. that sniper. You need that that rocket or something. And in Halo 3, like, you could... Roy could tear your team apart with just a BR. Like, right. Roy could literally go on a tear on Onslaught, and there was nothing you were going to be able to do. Right. And now it's like you kind of need the railgun or something like that to go and pull that off or um, something along those lines. But, yeah, I, I agree. You know, there's... It, there's not much of anchoring going down in Halo 5 because there's so much flying. So that's why you're seeing the teams that have like the really fast play styles continue. To, and that's that's what honestly Optic did so well so early that just never teams really never caught on until later on. Um, you, you get a setup and rig and people would set up. Optic would go and fly at you, you know, when they would go and dominate in the rig and they would just go and start collapsing in all these different areas. It's played completely different than any other game you know strongholds is started to evolve more into like a ring around the rosy type of thing where it's like all right now we're just going to give this up and it's not you know like there could be a huge difference in kills but there could be a huge difference in the score in a strongholds game which is just a little weird um you know to go out and see so i think that one thing that i would love to see is if there is going to be I would love to see down the road just more customizable options, like the option to remove Sprinter, not to have Spartan abilities, you know, auto-stabilize, all that type of stuff. Make everything customizable. And then, you know, make the maps, you know, big and small. Because some of these maps are just too small to go and have all these different types of abilities, which makes it, you know, it's like you can cap a flag in three or four seconds if you're just going to be sprinting across the map and your spawns are just like so much less significant and you feel so like little basically when you spawn when you would spawn you previously without any type of sprint i feel like you just felt like all right i'm gonna go where i want to go into this most important scenario now you have to think a lot faster which is okay i'm totally totally cool with that but it just creates a little bit more chaos and it's just a little bit harder to follow i feel like and, and that's um that's just something to keep note of. I think that if we can go back towards, you know, slowing things down just a little bit, um, I think that people would dig that. Honestly, that's that's personally what I'd like to see. I definitely think the pace of Halo 5 is faster than any other Halo. Um, I mean, it's by far, it's not even close. Like you said, I mean, Shotzi can kill you in yard, and then he can be on the truck by the time you're spawning bottom, bottom snipe lift on Plaza. I mean... It's pretty ridiculous what some of these players have found out what they're capable of doing and just establish their dominance in a way like that. I mean, the pace of Halo 5 is, it's its almost, it reminds you of the Halo 1 factor like y'all were talking about earlier to where you're spawning and you're pretty much getting shot at right now. Like, right. In Halo 3, you were able to slow things down. You were able to turn it into a stalemate. You were able to come up with a game plan and then like in the middle of the game, if, in Halo 5, you better already know what you're doing off the next spawn and you're going to, lose out on 20 seconds of a stronghold time yeah and and those initial spawns again we talk about during casting all the time are just so important that you go and know exactly what you're doing um the game is just so forgiving too the series ends so quickly 
because each game ends so fast. So it's like, man, next thing you know, you're getting three O's super quick, but it's like, man, should that have been a best of seven? Because each game type is so different, and we got 15 game types right now. It's like anything can happen. So many times you see in scrims, people just go on these like three or four game runs, and it's just all momentum, and it kind of just varies game type to game type. So um, I always find that super interesting. But one of the things, too, that you brought up, just talking about like a guy like Shotzi, is – um, just how you know skilled these players are, like the renegades, the egos, sellers, every, all these all these players that are placing the top area, extremely skilled. Um, one thing that I would love to see too is just more of these guys' stories of who these people are. You know, more content around these guys, and that's one of the things that MLG did so well back in the day. Is you had all the videos leading up to things like you knew who Walshy was, you knew the stories going up, the straight up inverse carbon, all these developments happening and you had the, you know, the whole usa show for example in 2006 that really helped just create a whole portfolio of what competitive halo was and now a lot of these people aren't really around anymore so it's like who are these up-and-coming guys right now you have the face with the name but you really don't have the full story behind who these people are and i think once we start getting behind that a little bit more we're going to start seeing people connecting and watching and becoming bigger and bigger fans. And, and that's something that I'm looking forward to. And that's going to just develop over time. Yeah, I mean, most of these kids are 16, 17, 18 years old. So right. they still have an entire a career ahead of them as far mm -hmm. as Halo is concerned. And, I mean, they're, they're building their story continuously. And, I mean, some of them have done it so quickly that you still have questions about the Stellars and, and the Ecos and whatnot. That, I mean, you you barely know who these kids are, like you're saying, and, and they're so dominant, and they've won the past four tournaments, but what's the background story on these guys? Where, when did these guys start playing Halo? Mm -hmm. um, as far as content, I mean, I don't see individual players doing that themselves, so it really would take someone like yourself to start a, a live stream like this or a podcast or something to get these names out, to let these kids answer some questions, but they also have to be willing to do that themselves right. to, to open up to the public. Cause a lot of these new players do have trouble with that whole social uh, aspect of it. I mean, they're more focused on making their money through tournaments, which I understand. I mean, that was yeah, me yeah. back in the day too, because that's the only way me and you made money. Well, I'll say me, cause you made some money like right. through sponsors and whatnot. But the, the only way I was making money when I was a player was, placing well at tournaments because i never had a sponsor i never had any any payment otherwise any organization um giving you money but uh, they need to realize that they they do have a brand and their brand is themselves and marketing in that is going to be huge for not only the growth of themselves but for the scene entirely um it's it's going to take something special to have these kids come out of the woodworks and, and realize that because, I mean, they've been told this multiple times. And right now they're just focused on collecting their paychecks, placing well at tournaments, which I'm all for, like I said. But there's just so much more to be had. Right. I mean, that's that's another thing, too, is, you know, getting the support from some of the orgs is, you know, pivotal to the success of everything too that's going on and that's why with for example straight i'm trying to you know we recently picked up jazeera and it's like who is jazeera no one really knows his story still an up and coming free-for-all guy and you know even even a guy like commonly for example no one really knows a lot of these guys destroyed there's not really much information on him um you know i would love to see the orcs continue to get behind these guys and say hey 
Like if they're not going to do it, let's go and help them do it. Or let's just go and produce it ourselves. Or, you know, maybe it's a tournament operator that comes in or maybe it's hopping on the podcast. It's just like, Hey, you know, these guys are focused on playing. Let's kind of, you know, help get this story out for them so they can, you know, help develop that following if that's something that they're interested i think that is extremely important and that's really what i set my whole career out for was being like hey i want to make sure that when i go and do this people know my name but also i want gaming to be just accepted because a lot of times gaming was not accepted you know back when we started doing this 10 15 years ago i mean i would go to high school and now if you went to high school and told people you'd play in Fortnite or gaming people were like oh my god how can i play with you like back when i would play games i'd be like almost scared to go and tell people I played. I, I, at first I was like a little in, intimidated. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go and say it. And a lot of people looked at me like I was weird or crazy that I went and, and played these games. The next thing they know, they see me on like some magazines are like, Oh, Holy cow. Hey, what's up being all friendly and stuff. And it's like, Oh, hi. But th that's just very important to everybody in general to go and get to know these people to become bigger fans. That's the number one thing is you want to know, who you're rooting for. You don't have to really get into your personal life. Just talk about, you know, what your controller settings are or just like your play style or what you offer your team. When we're talking about opening up, it doesn't have to be an open book. It just has to be, you know, what type of music do you listen to? Something along those lines. Just so someone could be like, oh, wow, I like that music too. I'm a fan of this guy. And that's really where it starts. And that's where I would really love to see these stories continue to go. So now that's out there, hopefully we see it a little bit more. Hope so. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you, man. Uh, these kids have such an opportunity nowadays with the way social media works. And I mean, not only are they playing for a million dollar tournament every year, um, but they really have uh, take it from Ninja. I mean, we've seen we've seen Ninja come from literally barrel bottom of the barrel to the man. I mean, you anywhere he is, he's going to have a camera on him. If he's sitting yeah. in Madison Square Garden tomorrow at the next game. They're going to show him on TV, I promise you. Yep. Um, and, and that's all because he was so focused on his brand and doing yeah. his name and getting his name out there and working hard. And I, the sky's I mean, the limit for these kids. TLN House, he would bring his laptop over to stream, I think, before Twitch was even Twitch. And this is like 2010, 2011 time. And, you know, it started off streaming every single day for about six years. And sometimes it takes, you know, five years, four or five, six years of work consistently every single day for all of a sudden a mass amount of people to recognize you or to have that like overnight success that a lot of people think happens. And that doesn't happen overnight at all. A lot of people just think that it was just like, oh, one game, boom, that's what blew it up. It's like, no, there was probably about like 10 games that were gone and played from the start of like Halo Reach going and putting into that um and yeah i mean it, it's just it's super interesting to see and then what i would like to see too is um more efforts to get people that are like these you know og guys back too like i would love to see um i think like ogre one has been streaming with ogre two playing like halo one mcc i'm gonna i'm gonna try to start my stream up too but i would love to see let's get like old teams together and see if we can get the full bth get the full straight get the full carbon and get an mcc and have a couple of matches and have some show uh show offs and uh, showcase matches yeah. like that yeah absolutely i mean that would be a blast i've seen i mean neighbor streams mcc just about every day best man's mm. been streaming some mcc that's half a tv um, it's, right it, there it's it's awesome seeing these guys uh come back and and play and uh, just seeing what what they're doing with their lives but knowing that they still do have a passion for for what we all 
did back then. I mean, that will never leave any of us. And, yeah, I mean, you tell me there's a show match and BTH is invited. I mean, the last team, last uh, time that team was playing <laughs> together, we all know what happened. How epic would that be, man? That would be such a such a good time. We can get, like, four to six teams together, throw it down in a little little bracket, get it going. I, we we, we think, may have to do I this at a tournament. We may have to do this at an actual tournament. Uh, we got to get Scotty <laughs> on the phone. I need his Scott, phone. What's he warm. up to? What's, what's he up I, to? I actually hadn't talked to him in probably a year. And this I is Cloud, him, in like, case I, you guys are wondering. Cloudy Cloud. I called him last week, and he's he's a League of Legends guy now, and oh, that's you true. know he's pretty good at it. Um, yeah. Hopefully he's not tilting too hard when he plays. I know he's hard on himself. Um, but he's working. He's uh, finishing up school, and uh, he's good. I, it was good to hear a familiar voice. Oh, Wes, I didn't realize how much time we had taken up, man. We have to wrap this up pretty soon, <laughs> pretty soon because we got Tashi waiting on the other line, buddy. <laughs> I, I respect that. You can go to Tosh. Do um, you want to give any shout-outs before we have to bounce out? Yeah, this wouldn't be a uh, feature of Clutch without me checking you, Tom. So shout-out to as much chest as you're showing Thank on you. the stream today. It's hot in here. <laughs> Got it. I was going to unbutton all of them, but I don't think that's legal on stream. <laughs> um, shout-out to everybody watching. Toshi, I know you're nice. I'll give you a shout-out. Thank you for the opportunities you've given me in the past year. Um, I look forward to seeing everybody in Atlanta. Cool, rock on. All right, guys, that is Wes, and we will hopefully have him on the show again sometime soon. Next guest coming up, it's going to be Tashi from 343. Stoked to have him on the inaugural show. Tashi, can you hear me on the other side? Loud and clear. Can you hear me? I can. Hey, man, thank you so much for uh, hopping on. I know how busy you are, especially with London coming up. But yeah, uh, but yeah welcome, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me and thanks for putting on an awesome show. Can we just talk about how much of a class act Wes is <laughs> real quick? Yeah, um, for sure. Funny story, like <clears throat> when I used to play a bunch of Halo 2, Halo 3 back in the day, uh, like super hardcore, I was a 15 MLG playlist, had some of the highest experience. So I grinded like Wes was talking about. And I used to like my goal was to like match against pros and beat them whenever I could. Right. Um, and I used to match against Wes a lot and I used to hate Wes because he was such a big trash talker. Um, <laughs> and like every time relentless is trash talking. Uh, but now I got to know him personally and, uh, what an amazing guy he is and really great to have him part of the scene. Yeah. He's super funny and uh super humble <laughs> guy. It's, it's funny when we were competing against each other, it's like impossible to get along with somebody that you're like button heads against like at the highest level. But, um, afterwards, There's you know, competitors. yeah, just competitors. It's just, it's just awesome to see. And he's killing it on the desk too. So definitely shout out for, uh, for yeah. you picking him up. But, um, London is coming up next week. I yeah. wanted to talk to you about international halo competition because, um, for a lot of people that don't know, you're you know, heavily involved in 343 leading the esports charge over there. Um, when did this stuff start to happen with the conversations of sending so many international teams to play over in EU? Yeah, I think it was mainly early last year. Um, with the format we had, it was very segmented. So we had a pro league in Europe, we had a pro league in North America. And just to try to keep the, um, the scenes kind of uh, and their, and their leagues separate, the events were separate too. Um, and we started to kind of commingle with the finals at DreamHack and, um, you know, in Atlanta and in Denver. Um, and people had always given us feedback that, you know, um, 
they want to go compete in America, right? Mm -hmm. The Europeans are taking our price pool. We want to go take their price yeah, pool. Yeah. Um, so it was always just building. And um, we kind of hit the reset switch for earlier this year, as everyone knows, um, changing up formats, changing up partners and everything. And it just felt like the Robert, right opportunity. Um, obviously, earlier this year was the Halo World Championship. So it's all regional qualification. Right. Um, but now all the events this season for HCS are global open. So uh, anyone can come out and compete. So I'm not sure if you're allowed to answer this fully, but you, you started planning this fairly early in the year. How early do you guys start planning? Like the, the last tournament that we have on schedule right now is DreamHack that's happening in November. Um, nothing is on schedule after that. So are you guys currently working towards that already and planning for 2019 already? Even if you can't give full details on what that may be? Yeah, I, I can't give details today. Obviously, we want to share as much information as we can as soon as we can. Um, but yeah, we start planning out on like kind of 12 to 18 month cycles. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, last year we had a lot of big changes, like I mentioned earlier, with all of our partners and big change in format. So that takes a long time to kind of work through all of that. Um, but uh, yeah, like you mentioned, this DreamHack Atlanta, and like that's been in the works for quite some time. And it takes a lot of kind of stars aligning, if you will, to make sure our partners are um, ready and the events make sense and the right. locations are right. Um, and you know how it goes into some of this working at UGC, but yeah. uh, there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of luck that goes into it, right. uh, if you will. Stars aligning, basically, because there's so many yeah. just moving pieces, yeah. So one of those moving sure. pieces that you guys have is, you know, addition additional side events. Not only the 4v4 that's going on for Halo 5, you have the 2v2, the Halo 3 MCC, that is, I believe, $10,000 that's going on there, but also continued support in the free-for-all. How important is that for you guys to keep that free-for-all going on? And even Wes was saying, Clutch was saying that these up-and-coming Halo 3 guys that have been playing MCC are looking to make names for themselves. Are you guys going to continue to try to have these side events, and are you, see, are you seeing success there? Yeah, so we started dabbling with that actually a few years ago, uh, and we saw immediate success, right? FFA skills and 44 skills, they there's some overlap there, of course, but um, there are a lot of different players, your FFA specialists. And so, um, and also when players get knocked out of an open bracket, they want something else to do. They want something else to play. And so FFAs are always a good opportunity right. um, to kind of mix things up, have a strong format, give away some prize money, uh, and just let people play and compete in more Halo. And we showed some on the broadcast too. So uh, they've been a huge success, uh, not only in North America, but also around the world in Europe and Australia, wherever we run them. And so uh, we definitely want to continue doing side tournaments and overall the approaches to kind of layer on, add to the events uh, and build on them as we go and make them as you know exciting for not only uh, players, but fans and viewers at home and whatnot. So, um, yeah, for Atlanta, obviously, with Master Chief Collection getting recent updates, a lot of excitement around Halo 3, a lot of excitement around MCC. Uh, it just felt like a, a natural and very much wanted thing to do to do a uh, throwback tournament with Halo 3. So for Halo 3 and MCC, since you are behind the scenes, I got to ask this question to you. What was it like for you guys launching that, knowing what happened, and then having that that journey to relaunch it now is it really just a, a huge weight off your shoulders or just a big you know thank you to everyone that kind of stuck around to make sure that got fixed like how, how is the vibe now in the office now that this update has come out yeah so obviously it was a massive effort to kind of make work towards this these series of updates with the first one having come out last week uh publishing team community team has been working on it for all year plus some um and so 
and it's a massive project too. So not only are there big updates and fixes that the team wants to make, but they're also very ambitious and adding features like offline land play, 4K resolution, nice. um, all the selective downloading that you can do. Um, so it's not only just um, making improvements, but also just increasing the quality of the, the product too. So um, yeah, it's been a massive effort and MCC is a massive game. There's five, four or five yeah. games in there, full campaigns, multiplayers, all online play, ranking system, matchmaking, like massive, massive games. So you can imagine it takes a massive effort from a lot of different parties to put it all together. So everyone today is, you know, super proud of the the hard work that's gone into this update. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you keep an eye on the blogs that Sketch has been doing, uh, this is just the first in a series. And I think the thing that everyone is really proud of the most is probably how close a partnership that we've had with the community um, with the flighting program, getting people right. early access to the builds ahead of time, taking their feedback, iterating in the flights, um, and then ultimately shipping the release that came out last week. So, um, yeah, it's been really exciting. And, you know, we have more news coming for MCC, not just on, you know, the actual game side, but also on the esports side. And that's a little tease, but stay tuned right. for more. <laughs> what was your what was your Halo game of choice? Halo 3? Uh, Halo 2. Halo, Halo 2 is two? my game. They were just talking yeah, about how, how hard it is to go and play Halo 2 and just remember BXRing and double shotting. It's like you feel like a granny <laughs> trying to double shot nowadays. You're just like, <laughs> like my fingers do not work or how they used to. Or it's the, like I like to blame the controller. That's my excuse. I'm like, He's, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> These controller. <laughs> the but, timing yeah. is tough too. It is. Like, a lot of when I go back and play these older games, I've played a bunch of H3 the other night, and just the timing of. You know, you always had this internal clock that you didn't even realize of, hey, new sniper's coming up soon. I should look at the clock and see when it's coming up. New overshield. Uh, even when you kill a player in your base, let's say on pit, like, you know when you got to their side of the map, when they would be respawning, and when you should throw a grenade into Mauler to block the spawn. So right. all of those little timings, they take time to come back. Yeah, no, it does. Um, for me, like, I, I say it takes two weeks to come back and do everything, but... Um, I remember you used to kill it in Halo 3, so I'm surprised that you didn't say Halo 3 overall. And I knew that you, you put in the hours like you were saying to Wes. But we only have a little bit more time, Tashi. So I just wanted to talk about London really quick and get your predictions um, going in, mainly about the EU teams. Do you think that they're going to have a little bit uh, better showing since they're playing basically from home? I certainly hope so. I hope there's a bit of pride on the line for these guys. And there's been a lot of banter and trash talk over the last year and a half or so between the two regions, North America and Europe. And, um, you know, now's the time to put up or shut up. So hopefully Europe can uh, rally together. Hopefully the fans are there to rally together. Uh, we actually just sold out all spectator tickets. So awesome. Gfinity crowd is going to be super hyped. Um, and hopefully we have some great competitive matches. I'd love to see a European team break into the top eight again. Um, yeah. But we'll have to see if they can do it. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Gfinity squad for sure. And shout out to the EU teams. Good luck to those guys. Tashi, thank you so much for all your uh, hard work on the HCS, man. Really appreciate you coming on the show as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Tom, for having me. And thanks for hosting this awesome show. Yeah, appreciate it. We're going to be doing this every week, guys, so make sure that you continue to watch. But that's it for this episode and this week. After this, there is going to be the London drawing, so make sure that you guys stick around for that and watch to see. And then also the semifinals and finals of last week's 2K. I'm T-Squared. I'm your host. This has been HCS Weekly. This has been episode one. We will see you next time.